All right. So uh, recently there has been discussions uh, for the last couple of days about who would win between the 86, 87 Lakers and the 16, 17 Warriors. Now, this is actually a match, a dream matchup that uh, that has never been talked about ever. I mean, people talk about the 96 Bulls and the 17 Warriors, and I feel like the reason why they do that is because they were able to win 70-plus games and lose underneath 10 games. You know, those two teams were pretty much the definition of winning teams, if you know what I'm saying. And, like, as great as they are, there's no, there's not really too many people that talk about the 86 Lakers going up against uh, the Warriors or any other team, these uh, great team these days, and especially in this era. So, to be uh this is really what I want to get into. So, for me, I would say the 86-87 Lakers because those guys, they would be running the fast break almost every, almost every time. They would be a lot more active around the rim on defense and on offense. They wouldn't really allow so many uncontested drives uh, to the basket by the Warriors. And by the time when they get to half court, you know that you that you got to get back on defense and you got to stop these guys because they're going to be running and gunning. Magic is going to be pushing the pace. And those guys have got to be able to uh, get off ball screens and get themselves free in order to uh, in order to receive the pass from Magic while being on the break and not just actually stand around. But knowing how how much the game has changed over time and like people are, are starting to rely on the three point shot and it's more of an offensive orient oriented game. I feel like into uh, I feel like in today's game, if they were if this was something that was being played underneath underneath today's rules, I feel like the Lakers would have improved more on their outside shots because keep in mind of this on that team. There wasn't too many. There wasn't too many shooters on the team. You had Byron Scott, who was your best shooter, and then you have a guy like Michael Cooper, who was who was a good shooter, but not as great as Byron Scott was. While everybody else, they play mid range and underneath the basket. You know. Yeah. So, and don't get me wrong, like the Warriors, they already have their own style. But I, but I feel like I don't know. I don't know if they'd be able to. Be able to uh be able to match the uh the Lakers style of play, the only because the only person on that team that would actually be able to like run a fast a fast break that good would probably be a guy like Kevin Durant. Because Kevin Durant, like people talk about his scoring ability, his shooting ability, his ability to close the game uh, close the game, and uh his uh his defensive prowess. But there's not really too many people that talk about how. By the time he gets the ball, he's gonna be coming up the court, and he's just gonna and he's just gonna either uh, come down full speed, pull up, or just go straight to the basket and slam it down. You know, you know what I'm talking about. So, yeah, yeah, that's that. Uh, I to be honest with you, I will kind of say the late on the Lakers, and plus, keep in mind that this, you have Magic Johnson as your floor general. Now, people, now the point guard style has really been revolutionized over the years mm. back then you would have to run the show you would have to create open shots you would have to direct and instruct everybody else around you what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong you're not really like um scoring first and then pa uh, passing second and 
running the show third. You know what I mean? You're you're creating opportunities for your teammates. That's what the, that was the traditional job of a point guard around those times. But then now that the game has evolved, there's a lot more shoot slash score first point guards. You know, you got yeah. like Steph. Steph is like the is like a the best example. You know, it's the best example of a shoot or score first point guard, greatest shooter that has ever walked the planet. But at the same time, Magic was able to dominate the game at his size. Ma Magic was able to dominate the game without scoring, without distributing the ball with flair, and without running the offense. Name me any other point guard in in NBA history, whether if it's past or current. Name me M name me any other NBA point guard that at, that's close to Magic's size that was able to do those three things efficiently and still be able to um, be able to capture championships and finals MVPs. Oh, saw my head. Can't think of any. Are you real with you? That's right. My point, you can't. I mean, really magic, is in, magic is literally, I mean, I get the greatness of Steph is great. No doubt about it. But there's literally no other point guard that's able to do, uh, that's able to just uh, dominate the game without doing those three things, without doing those three things the way that magic does it. And he's 6'9", and he's a lot more versatile. And yeah, he doesn't need to, and yeah, he doesn't necessarily need to put the ball in the basket, but there were other things that he was able to do that Steph can't. Like, for example, there was a game that uh where he had to play center and he played really well, and he played really well at the center position. And despite and apart from his passing ability, he was actually a pretty a really good post player. Like he was able to pass out of the post and kick it out to Byron Scott or anybody else that was uh, either at the mid range or at the three point line, and like just his ability to score on uh, score down low in the post that was just unstoppable. Well, yeah, that's because he's a like a power forward and playing point guard. So yeah, I mean, he could basically play. He, he could basically play almost any position. Yeah, he, he can basically play any position at his size six nine two twenty. You know, someone else yeah. who could do that on the. Who? Golden State Warriors is Draymond Green. That is true. That is true. He's a, he's a he's more, but he's more like a he's more of like a point forward. Like on offense, he's more of a point forward. So he finds open teammates. You know, he's able to distribute the ball, uh, distribute the ball, and look for teammates who are cutting or who's trying to get themselves open for an open shot. You know, something like that. But on the defensive end, he's more of like a defensive leader and like. A hustler, you know, and I, and yeah, there are times where he's like where he is a dirty player and he has a lot of dirty plays. There's no doubt about it. We all know about the history about that. Oh, yeah. But his defensive prowess was effective, and that's what was uh, what was one of the reasons why the Warriors Warriors became so successful for these past years since 2014. Oh, you yeah. know, but and plus and plus you and and if you had to if you had to match that up with somebody on the late on this Lakers team. It'd probably be a guy like AC Green because AC Green himself, he was a defensive anchor. He could hustle. You know, he was around like he was around like six nine. Dray uh, Draymond was like six seven. So that would that would be a that would be a solid matchup. He didn't really have too much of an offensive game. It was primarily relying on his on his deep on the defensive end as well as being able to be the primary rebounder for that team. Like he led the, uh, he led the Lakers and rebounding for like six, six seasons or something like that. Mm. 
And Draymond can rebound, no uh, no doubt about that. But I feel like it's his defense, his ability, his ability to to look for open teammates on both ends. That's just what contributes to him being such a basketball savant. Oh yeah, but people also forget that in twenty what fifteen sixteen, Draymond was a complete bucket. Like yeah, he was. He was the reason why they were favored to win the NBA championship, right? Right. But, like, he just didn't have to shoot as much for the 16-17 season because they got KD. That exactly. made it yeah, yeah. just, like, a one of the most perfect teams in the NBA. Like, you didn't have to right. push the pressure. You, like, you could have just, you know, walked up, took your time. But you had to guard either full court or press half court. Because if you did yeah, yeah. and, like, if you gave him space at three, the entire line of shooting. Right. Like, Keep in mind, people people forget that Draymond is actually capable of pulling up for a mid-range shot or from three, but that's just not necessarily, like, his mentality, if that makes sense, you know? That's not no, yeah. necessarily his game. He's trying to see who's open. He's trying to be able to be a factor on the defensive end. He's trying to be that defensive leader to tell everybody, like, who they're guarding and make sure that they always see the man and always see the ball on defense. Right, right. Yeah. But it's mostly but like, I feel like let's say let's say the Golden State Warriors, like the 2016-17 Warriors were going up against the uh 86-87 Lakers, right? Right. Who do you think personally, who do you think would win that matchup? To be honest, I would I would lean towards this the 86-87 Warriors because of the kind of style that they played with and how how much success they've gotten out um out of playing with that style. Yeah, just keep like, in mind. Let's just let, let, let me just let's just let's just uh, let's just break it down a little bit. So, the starting lineup for that team was Magic at the point. Yeah, Byron Scott, your best shooter on that team, at the two guard. Mm -hmm. James Worthy, um, AC Green, I already mentioned, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Now, keep in mind of this. Even though Kareem wasn't necessarily the kind of guy that he was in Milwaukee. He was still pretty and pretty damn good when he was on the Lakers, but it was yeah. primarily Magic's team, right? It was primarily Magic's team. He was running the entire show. Now on the other side, on the other hand, you have the Warriors. You got Steph, you got Clay, you got KD, you got Draymond, and you got Zaza Pachulia. Those yeah. that's the starting lineup for that team in that season. We already talked about Magic and Steph. No, obviously. Clay, Clay, and Byron Scott. They're gonna be shooting buckets on each other all day, but I feel like Clay would well, would have kind of held um, Byron Scott to a certain amount of points because he has defense, you know. Clay, like if you're, to be totally honest here, like let's say we're going like matchup for matchup, then you can go either way for Magic or or uh, Curry. Mm -hmm. right? If you want to go Clay versus uh, who's the guy you said again? Byron Scott. There's Byron Scott. Sorry, like that. I'm I'm taking Clay, honestly. Yeah. Uh, well, well, because well because well because well because Clay has de had defense on him, and Byron Scott he was mainly a sharpshooter, but he wasn't but he wasn't necessarily a defensive player. Like he could shoot the ball, and he was pretty athletic. No, yeah, but like you also have to like think of like back in the day, like in the '80s, they were taking like two threes a game max. Like, right. Yeah. They they weren't they weren't pulling it like how they pulling it now. So that's no, why. No, they weren't. Like if you compare the scores. I feel like for threes alone, like Golden State, Golden State got the uh, got that edge. 
Don't, definitely, Golden, Golden State, without a, without a doubt, Golden State ha has the, has that edge. Without a doubt, I'm not gonna deny that. Well, I'm saying, but like no at the same, what, you, like that game, that series is going to like seven games. That has like, to go. Like, it has to go. It has to go seven games. Anybody that says it's gonna go six games and underneath, that's 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 just nah. Yeah, nah, like, you don't know your basketball there. Because <laughs> like at the end, but like they, they, the other the teams are gonna struggle. Who they struggle with, right? Like they're gonna Lakers are gonna struggle with guarding threes, or even like yeah. trying to get off ball to get to the three to close out, and then Warriors are gonna struggle with getting like Korea. they're gonna struggle with getting to the basket. That's the that's the main thing because keep in mind you got a seven foot Kareem Abdul Jabbar who was a shot blocker. I mean, he's not no he's not just known for his post movability and his unguardable skyhook, but that guy was able that man was able to block shots. Keep in mind oh, of yeah. that. But it's also like if they have to sell for threes, that team was not scared of just holding it. Right, yeah. Like, of course. Obviously, it wasn't to the level of some of how other teams that year hold threes, but it's like if you were giving them a right. three, they were they were chucking it up. Yeah. More than not, they were making it too. Cause like in the because like even when the three point line was like introduced right yeah the three-point line is a great what is a great offensive weapon to use but at the same time it can't be your primary source for being able to gain the advantage and eventually win against teams you got to go to the uh, go to the basket get yourself some free throws you commit yourself to defense you get your teammates open make sure you know exactly who you're guarding well yeah and with that like you could have like let's say, even for them guarding, like truly their only problem on offense, like for scoring wise, it'd probably be Kareem because they don't have they have Javale McGee, who's a seven footer, but like at okay, that yeah, time, he's a seven footer, but like he wasn't defense it's one, like that. Yeah, but, it's, but like it was, it's one to be a seven footer that's uh, that's able to match up with another seven footer, but it's another to actually match up with that on uh, that seven footer skill set, you know, because Kareem yeah. wasn't necessary because Kareem wasn't necessarily like one of those uh, those typical big men where they'll be overpowering you and just making you a man am amongst boys. Like he he played the game with a lot more finesse, you know. Yeah, he was more of a finesse kind of center. Like he would just like try to, I guess, evade you. Or yeah. to some to some sort, like deceit and like play a little deceptive at his size down low in the post, if that makes sense. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't matter like how big you are, how small you are, how short, how tall. Like nobody's how who's gonna stop the skyhook? The skyhook has been known to be the most unguardable shot in the history of the game. And it was done by a seven-footer Kareem, which also credited him to being at the time, the all-time leading scorer before LeBron surpassed him. Yeah, but like let's say we're going on like matchups, right? Like yeah. point guard, like let's say defensively, we're not having Curry on Magic. Like that's that's too much of a that's too much of like a you know a mismatch. But if you kind of look, if you kind of look at that, like it's a good thing you brought brought uh, brought back Curry and Magic up because let me remind uh, one thing I got to remind you was that Magic was a two-time steals leader. I believe it was like in 1980 and 1981. And Steph, like he may not have been the most uh the, the most reliable defender, but he did take his chances of picking guys' pockets at times too. So no, yeah, I, mean, I don't really not think, the problem. I don't really think they would 
I don't really think they would play uh, necessarily play defense on each other, but they're most likely like take chances on stealing the ball. You know, that's kind of like a guy like take a guy like Allen Iverson for example. Allen Iverson, he was he was an elite steals player, and he couldn't he couldn't necessarily guard anybody, so he had to yeah. take chances by stealing the ball from a lot of guys. Like he was a six foot, one hundred and sixty five pound two guard that was just doing it all on the offensive end and not being able to guard and necessarily guard anybody on defense, but just try to see how much pockets he can pick out of nowhere. Mm. You know, right. so that's how I, that's how I would see it for those two guys, like in terms of defense, offensively, they're great. Defensively, oh, yeah. they're going to take chances. No, but what I'm saying is like, I don't, I don't see like if they were like, let's say somehow they were able to match up. Like, mm -hmm. I don't see Golden State putting Curry on Magic. They're putting like Draymond on Magic and then Curry on like I don't know, like Byron Scott, right? Okay. You have like you're gonna. I mean, that now. actually. You know what? That actually that actually kind of works though. I actually that I can actually like see that because Draymond is six seven, Magic yeah. six nine, and both Byron Scott and Steph are six three. So and, and like they can both shoot the lights out. So. That's 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 kind of that's a good observation right there. Yeah, but the only problem is like with this Lakers team, like they have like they're a team of tall people, right? Right. So like trying to figure out who Clay would guard because Clay, you could put him on James Worthy. You could put him on James Worthy. Yeah, you could put him could. on James Worthy. But, but like, the same, but at the same time though, like keep in mind of this, like James Worthy was known as one of the fastest, if not the fastest, small forward in the in in NBA history. Like that guy was able to run the fast break well with, with Magic. Like anytime when Magic's coming down the court, he'll uh, he'll be looking for Worthy, and Worthy will just slam it down with, with contact. You know, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'd rather have like put KD on Worthy, but you don't want you don't want Clay on AC Green. Like that man's what? Nah, like because six, like ten or something. Because like he's like six, he's like six nine, he's like six nine or something like that. Six nine. So he's basically magic size, but he just yeah. like played a different position and he just had like a different game. And like Clay on AC Green, like of course AC Green, I don't really think he would be able to do anything on the offensive end. Like, but at the same time though, Clay is more of a perimeter defender. He's not necessarily an interior uh, defender. Yeah. So I feel like down the uh, down low, he would have uh, kind of given him uh, a couple points. But at the same, um, but in terms of Clay on offense. And AC Green on defense, I feel like he would have, uh, he would have had he would have had Clay on defense there, and even if there was a point where he would have to hustle to if the if um on a loose ball or something like that, then I feel like he would have that kind of advantage, you know, kind of, kind of similar to how Draymond would uh, would have in, when he's in that situation because Draymond is a hustler, mm. you know, like he can dive for loose balls, he can. Uh, strip rebounds, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, that would be the same. That would be the kind of thing that AC Green would have done for sure. But the only problem with that is, like, once it gets into like, once they start, like, once Golden State starts getting hot from three, right? They start right. shooting, start like scoring. Then AC Green is gonna start like lacking off of Clay because maybe he doesn't get the ball for a minute, trying to double team, and then it just yeah, like the ball can get passed around so much to all these different types of shooters is what makes this team so dangerous. Yeah, like that's the like that main point right there is what makes like this team versus like any other team in history. That's what makes like just the shooting alone is what makes it such a like such a difficult thing to figure out. Because if they're on, oh, yeah. shooting, they're one of the greatest teams of all time. Like 
arguing. Of course. No doubt, no doubt, off, no doubt in my mind. Like if they're off, it's it's tragic. Because like defensively, it's not bad because they can make up for it since other than like Curry at that time was a bit of a liability, but yeah, like everything else kind of works out, but like when they're facing a bunch of tall guys, that's when the problem starts to starts to show its head. True. I mean, like you, I mean, going back, going back to what you said, like, uh, in terms of the de- uh, making up for the defense, I feel like that would have been, that would have been the same situation for both those teams because their offensive prowess is just yeah. so efficient in their own ways. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. almost like the de- it's almost like the defense is kind of, I guess, maybe you probably want to say a little less less significant because of how they play on offense and how them playing that kind of style was able to eventually get them to the kind of success that they both achieved in their respective eras. Mm, yeah. Yeah. But the thing is though, like what, uh, we already talked about, we already talked about the, um, the four guys, but like, what about, uh, Zaza Pachulia and Kareem though? Like how, what, how do you think that would have been able to me- oh. uh, mesh up though? Cause Zaza, like, I feel like Zaza with, uh, with the kind of playing style that he, um, that he had, He'd probably be pre- uh, pretty good uh, in playing around the around the the eighties on the eighties era with it, with the, with the kind of style that he had. Yeah, but I don't know if he'd be in like all the time on Kareem because I'd feel like he probably have to like fa- he probably might have to like foul Kareem like uh like every now and then you'd probably like have to foul foul him on some occasions. But either way. I feel like oh, you would have yeah. been they able had... to score. Either way, I feel like you would have been able to, like, you know, get, like, score the bucket while being fouled. But yeah. at the same time, though, like, in terms of free throws, I mean, I don't really think either one of those guys are that efficient with the free throws. Not really. But even for, like, trying to guard the sky. Like, Golden State's yeah. chance for that is just JaVale McGee. Yeah, well, that's the best, that's the best chance, yeah. But can JaVale McGee stop that because I mean absolutely no one can guard that skyhook like not consistently but Javel's probably gonna get maybe not consistently one, but like, like one block a game on maybe maybe get maybe get like a couple uh like try to get a couple stops on the skyhook then you probably might have a chance. Yeah and then if anything they're probably just gonna throw like two big men out there like Zaza and you know Javel McGee just to like double team him a little bit pass it around. But, I mean, JaVale, I mean, JaVale McGee plays like what? He plays not only center, but he plays power forward, doesn't he? Or does he yeah. just play center alone? No, he plays. Uh, he plays both power oh, forward. Oh, so and, uh, so you could do, so you could still have uh, Pachulia there, but then you can also put um, McGee at the power four, uh, the power forward spot, and then maybe get a guy like. Um, doesn't Draymond play the small forward position as well? I, we all know that he plays the power forward spot, but does he play small uh, forward or is it just power forward? I think that year. Like 2016, 17, he played power forward center. Right. And then, the but before, before that, like he played, but before that, he played like uh, small four and he played both four positions, right? Or yeah. was it just the the one power forward spot? No, he played both the year before. Right. But I guess, like, I mean, for his size, you could put him like at the small four position and then have him, uh, have him guard, uh, worthy. Mm. At the same time, would he be able to handle that? Uh, handle all that speed on the fast, especially on the fast break. Because if those guys like miss a shot, like whether if it's from the outside or in, like by the time when you know AC Green gets the rebound, he and he's making an outlet pass, 
Yeah. And by the time when they cross half court, like you guys are in trouble, especially when it comes to Matt, when it comes to magic, like uh, distributing the ball and running the show. Hmm. Someone I forgot about, or I guess two people forgot about on this Lakers, or not Lakers, Golden State roster. Uh, they have Andre Godala and Sean Livingston. So Sean Livingston, not much defensively, but offensively was coming off the bench was uh honestly man, he's a whole bucket. Like he's... wait, what's Sean wait, what what's Sean wait, was Sean Livingston uh, um on that team like on the on the bench? Like wasn't he like the sixth man of that yeah, team? He was. Right, right, right. Had, okay. They had Iggy also. Iggy, Iggy was overall, there too, yeah. Iggy overall was just yeah, Iggy. Iggy was basically a point forward. Like the guy could finish. Like I already know. Like back in his younger days, when he used to be like a uh, like a finisher type of guy, yeah. and he was in the slam dunk contest. But like, I guess over time, he like expanded on his game more. Like he was able to play defense, could pass yeah. the ball exceptionally well. Yeah. Um, already brought up his finishing ability, and uh, yeah, that was. Iggy had 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 a very unique style to him, especially at his size. Yeah, he definitely he definitely had a very unique style in him. And then you had um, you had and you had those two guys, and I believe you had uh, who was who was who was on that team. Um. Oh yeah, I forgot. You remember David West? David West. Did, yes. He was yes. a tough. David West was a tough guy to handle. Like he was. Like tough as nails, literally. Yeah. yeah. Like you did not want to get involved, uh, get him, uh, start anything, uh, have any kind of smoke with him. Like he'll, he has no, he has no problem be uh using his strength to his advantage against his opponents. Like David West was tough like that. David West was a good, like consistent big man that you count on. Like both he was, yeah, a little bit offensively, not too much on that end though, but it's like. Right, yeah. We're out there like struggling against big men or some like tougher opponents like Andre the Dallas and like big strong guys. Like you just toss him out there and he's feasting. Right, yeah. And then you also had a young Kaban Looney on that squad too. I don't really know if he got I don't really think he got that much playing time around that in that season, did he? Uh I think he played around like fifty games. Something like he that. He played fifty I mean he played a lot of games, but like he didn't like get like much as much playing time as those guys, as those other guys did. Oh, minutes like wise, the starters. Yeah. yeah, minutes wise, no, not the starters and like I guess you can say Livingston and Igudala. Yeah, he did get um, like compared to them, he didn't get as much. No, no, not really, not really. He was still like a, like a young one coming out. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like too much now, opportunity but, for him. Yeah. Nowadays, nowadays, uh, Kaban Looney's really solidified himself as like a reliable big man on the Warriors. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but going back to the matchup, though. I mean, I like I actually like the uh what you mentioned before about putting Draymond on Magic because I yeah. bet I, I would actually that would actually be pretty interesting to watch. Because mm. like both those guys can facilitate, yeah. but. Magic is the greatest facilitator of all time. We all know that. Yeah. But it and it kind of goes back to it's kind of the same thing that I said with um with Worthy though. Like, would you be able to handle that fast paced style? Would you be able well, to ha handle that uh, that run and gun style, especially uh being great in 
being as great as you are on the defensive end. Yeah, well, if he can't, then that's when you, that's when you toss in uh, Andre, right? Yeah. The year before, he was guarding Braun. He didn't do, you know, like the best, obviously. No, nah, he didn't. But, like, LeBron and, and Magic are around the same height, around the same size-ish. Actually, they play. Sure. They play so much like each other. Like if you go back yeah. to um, who LeBron's draft comparison was, like people talk about him being the next Jordan. But hey, so what? There was a lot other people that deemed various people the next Jordan. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, but like to me, he was more more like Magic because he was able uh, because of his ability to find open team, his ability to find his teammates. You know? Yeah. yeah. So. LeBron's more to me. He's more like Magic, six eight, six eight, six nine. Definitely stronger than Magic. He's like two fifty, two sixty. Oh yeah, he's a unit. Yeah, LeBron is just the is just a freak of nature, without a doubt. Yeah, but back to the conversation there. It was yeah. like so. Yeah, Andre obviously on LeBron. Like he didn't do a best job, but he did better than a lot of all these people would do. Like mm-hmm. the majority of the league, right? Yeah. So like that's in that like comparison, like you said, like comparing uh LeBron and Magic, that's where you can see Andre stepping up to uh guard him whenever Dream runs out or if they want to like toss someone else or like even have KD on him a little bit. Like, to be honest though, guy, I honestly awesome. I honestly would I would, I honestly wouldn't really mind seeing Iggy up against up against Magic. I mean, I feel like that would have been a lot more interesting than the Draymond one because there are some similarities to the uh, to those guys that um that people don't really uh really realize that much. Yeah. I mean, both those guys are capable of being uh like point forwards, type um, point forward type of players, you know? Guys that are able to make the right passes. Yeah. Uh they're both fast, you know? Yeah. That'll be that'll be a lot more interesting to uh, interesting to watch. Like in terms of like just that matchup. Yeah, and how and how like their styles are somewhat similar in a lot of ways. Yeah, but I feel like, uh, like I already mentioned before, with Magic's post ability, I don't think he would be able to defend that. I mean, maybe not, but that's when you'd like just bring Draymond back into. I feel like I feel like down low. I feel I feel like down low in the paint. Um, down low in the paint when it comes to playing uh playing the post. That's yeah. where the Warriors would probably struggle the most, because there's not many, there's not too many interior play, inter- interior players that are able to guard that. And you can put a guy like David West, you can put a guy like McGee, you could put uh, Pachulia in there. Yeah. But at the same time, like they don't need to uh, to have uh, to aggressively back down on their opponents. They could just like use their footwork and then try to like just finesse them like that. Yeah, you but know? a lot of the time with that, it was uh, like Golden State would kind of toss him into a like a, a help de- uh, help defender. So like that's right, where, yeah, that's where help uh, defense. yeah, that's where like KD was out here getting like all these rebounds, these blocks, and like just being a defensive like just menace, right? right. Like they would someone would lead their person in paint, like they'd be starting to like get a layup, and then KD would just come out of nowhere and just snag it, right. But keep in mind, but keep in mind of this, like you already brought up the uh like uh two men, two men guarding one uh one guy that's uh that has the post that has a post game, right? Yeah. So 
it just it's just one of those it's just one of those things where if two guys are guarding one, then one is left open. So all you gotta do is just like kick it to that person. And if it's a guy like Byron Scott, who can just easily knock it down from uh from beyond the arc, then that could kind of be a pro um, be a problem because if you're scoring, the moment that you're starting to score and you do it consistently and it becomes a problem, it's gonna get to a point where those warriors are gonna be like, okay, we need to double team him. But at the yeah. same time, you double team that person, one one guy's gonna be left open. And if the person that's being the, the player that's being double teamed finds that person, he's gonna kick it out. And then who knows? Somebody might try to like play help defense and they'd be moving the ball around and then and then try to see who can put the ball in the basket, whether if it's from the three-point line from mid-range or try to go inside and then, you know, finish uh, finish um finish the ball from there, either with yeah. contact or no contact. Yeah. So you but, might wanna you might wanna keep in mind of that. Like when two men are guarding one, one is always left open. Oh yeah. Well, like, you know, sometimes the one left open can afford to be left open. Right. But besides that, starting to run out of time here. So start wrapping yeah. up. Yeah. Now uh, see now see this is the this is really um really why I wish social media and all these kind of things were were relevant and innovated around the 80s and the 90s because people would have been able to been be talking about how great all these guys were. Yeah. You know, they would talk they would they would have their own discussions on Instagram. They would have like um um what what are those things called? I think they're called like polls like where people oh, do yes. a voting where yeah, people do a voting and they just yeah. vote like and see who would win in a 1v1, who would win it, which team would win against who. You know, yeah. stuff like that. Who would win in the 2v2? Who would win in the 3v3, 4v4? All that kind of stuff. Like, if all that if all that kind of digital media existed back in the day and continued to evolve over time, then I feel like we would have been able to really, really understand how great these players were and the success that they've achieved. You know yeah, what I'm I saying? So completely agree. Because especially but, when it goes even, like, further back, like, and I'm just really surprised that barely that barely anybody talks about these kind of things. I think there needs to be a lot more discussions about, you know, these great teams playing against uh playing against each other, like in just the fantasy matchup, you know? Yeah. And sometimes like another thing that I'd like to add is that um it kind of depends on the era. Like, are you gonna play the era where it's hardcore and you're and it's physical, and the hand check is legal and you guys can just basically put your hands on each other or you're going to play on with today's rules. That's yeah. a lot more restrictive on defensive on defense, you know, and it's a, and it's somewhat more offensive oriented. Yeah. That kind of play and that kind of comes, comes into the fray when talking about that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. All right. With that last thought though. Yeah, that's the, that's the Latin, but that and that would be that would have been an awesome match, awesome matchup to see. Really, that would be amazing matchup. What? Hey, tune in next time. We do another one of these for. Uh, who knows? Maybe another one. Maybe we'll do ninety-six bowls versus seventeen. Uh, I don't know. Golden State. We got to do something. We got to do something else other than the ninety-six uh, ninety-six bowls versus seventeen warriors. That I mean, that's just talked know. about way too much. That, that's you gotta little, you gotta try to talk game. about. You gotta try get a different gig and when having that kind of discussion and talk about something else that nobody else really talks about, and then 
kind of generate that buzz where people start having their own discussions on social media or YouTube or, you know, any yeah. other digital platform. Oh, yeah. But that's just like, you know, a spot saver. It wouldn't be or it might be that it may not probably won't. But, you know, you do that. You do players versus players, point guards lists, all time lists. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Five, yeah. You know, but hey, that's for yeah. next time.